Good morning guys, it's Thursday. Welcome to Faith Over Failing Podcast. And today's word is titled, Pick Up Your Mat. And before I go to it, I'm going to pray. So, thank you God that you are good. Thank you God that you are great. Thank you because you do not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. This morning, as we read your word, may it be planted in our hearts like the seeds that were thrown on good soil and they multiplied. God, be with us as we begin and even as we end. We are ready to receive from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I'm going to be reading from Mark chapter 2 and it says a few days later jesus went back to capernaum so the news spread that he was at home so many people came together that there was no room left not even out in front of the door jesus was preaching the message to them when four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man to jesus because of the crowd however they could not get to the man to him so um desperate faith sees an obstacle as an opportunity for a miracle i don't know about you but for some of us maybe um this decade is gonna be the decade where we're gonna walk into um the job market and we all know that there are so many people who already like graduated before us and will be working into um, the world where there are so many people who came ahead of us and if you have fading faith you'll just like get there like um, finish graduate and you'll get disappointed like your faith will fade but if you have the desperate faith you'll see an obstacle like an opportunity like this for men some of us see have gifts but we see like many people have similar gifts like us so we don't put our our gifts to work we don't push towards what we want because wherever we want to be is already crowded but these four men did not have fading faith they were so desperate for their friends to be healed and i imagine how they even went to the guy because this man maybe has been paralyzed uh since he was born so they were like yo bro jesus is around and we're gonna carry you to him so that um he performs a miracle on you and you'll get to be well and maybe the the friend was like what are you saying i mean i've been paralyzed and you want to carry me you see it's the faith of the friends that made him get to the point where he could receive his miracle and my question for you today is who are the people who are the four people around you that will carry you in the mess that you're in who will breathe life to you in the mess that you're in who will like uh make you remember your your position in christ who will breathe life to you those friends that won't just um help you stay down but help you get up pick up the mat with you and yeah get you to the place that you have to be and 
maybe uh in that question some of us realize like we don't have faith-filled friends but i'm here to tell you like if you ask yourself that question and you don't have any faith-filled friends around you you should try to be the first one because you know we attract what we are i know for me it was also the same like i didn't have faith filled or i did but we weren't as close because um i wasn't one myself so the people that i kept close were people that i don't know i didn't get myself um free enough to be able to talk about faith i didn't even i don't even know if i had the faith because i'd been somewhere in my life where i was sitting on my mat but i was surviving um using other people's faith like my mom's faith and the friends who believed in me to pray for me even when they didn't ask for it and nowadays i'm just intentional in my questions like i've gotten to learn to be intentional with talking about faith it doesn't have to be weird i get myself asking the people that i let in my life are you a believer there is this guy i met during the isec uh, congress this year it was online so i asked him are you a believer and then he told me like wow um no one has ever asked him such a question and i don't know what age he is right now but let's say imagine you're 24 years old and no one has ever asked you if you're a believer you are in people lives but nobody has ever asked you so when i asked him that question and he told me that i was like whoa and then and then i was like it wasn't something personal it's just something that i i'm getting used to like i'm practicing my my skills right now i don't want people in my life and i don't know if you're a christian if you believe in god i want people in my life i want the four friends around me i don't want friends who we can only party but i need friends that i know when i am down they'll be able to pick up my mat with me and that's that's why i learn to be intentional with my questions and um the bible says in verse 4 because of the crowd they could not get the man to him so they made a hole in the roof right above the place where jesus was desperate faith says one trial isn't enough because if it were me maybe and i was i'm in a place where it's too crowded i'll just go back home like that's just me i can't make a line i can't oh i remember when we go to school there's this thing where we make a line for um to get a get pass so that you can get in in the school premises and i'm just that type of person who will rather wake up at 6 and get on the front line that wake, wake up at 8 and find it all crowded like i don't have the patience to be the last person in the line in the crowd i i just <laughs> i find it so hard i don't like waiting that much 
So I rather just sacrifice my sleep and get to the line so that I know like in an hour I'll be done, I'll be back at home, then sleep and then find the find the place crowded. So that's just me. But these people said like it doesn't matter how crowded it is. It doesn't matter what people say, we're still gonna make a way because we believe like our friends is gonna get healed today. Like they got out from their home saying that like today is the day. There is no any other day. And when they made the hall, they let the man down lying on his mat. So they made a hall in someone else's house because we're not told it's their house. They had the audacity to make a hole in somebody's <laughs> somebody's else house and let down their friend and yeah with the mat. As in it's I try to imagine how they were because we're not told like they were prepared for that kind of test. They're not they're not prepared, like they did not get out from home with a rope, something like that. How where did they get all those things? It may have taken them hours to do all that, but still they did not give up. And seeing how much faith they had, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My son, your sins are forgiven. And this part, it like um, blows me away because Jesus does not say like, after seeing all your money, after seeing all your connections, after seeing all the power you have, after seeing the condition that he was in, because we are told like the place was too crowded, so maybe there were uh maybe there were several other people in that crowd who were also paralyzed, but the thing that made that man unique was his faith, and most of us think maybe to be um successful successful or something and then the bible says god is looking around to see the person with faith so it doesn't matter how much money you have it doesn't matter um your family like um the power that they have it doesn't matter what the world say you should have god is only looking for faith and the bible says in verse six some teachers of the law who were sitting there thought to themselves, how does, how does he dare to talk like this? This is blasphemy. God is the only one who can forgive sins. It's funny, in the middle of your miracle, other people will be talking ill. I try to imagine, like, the man is was dropped um, right in front of Jesus. And the people... Uh, opposite him like had the audacity to talk ill of that um whatever was going on and they did not even think about what the the paralyzed man was feeling at the moment i don't know if it were me i would be like what are you saying can't you see i'm here i'm on my mat i'm waiting for my miracle i'm desperate my friends just brought me down from the roof and you have the audacity to like get in the middle of my miracle as in there's some people who won't understand your situation they'll just go ahead and talk ill of something they had no part of they don't know what took you to be in the presence of the lord they don't know the sacrifices you made they don't know the time you sacrificed they don't know the desperate 
thing that brought you, the desperate faith that helped you to be in front of Jesus either at the moment, but will just talk ill of it because, yeah, it kind of feels good or maybe they have the power or something like that. And the Bible continues, it says, At once Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he said to them, Why do you think such things? Is it easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, pick up your mat, and walk? I will prove to you then that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I will tell you, I tell you, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. So at this moment, the man... The paralyzed man had to make a choice. Like, he survived. He got to the presence of Jesus by the faith of his friends. But now the miracle depends on him making a choice. His, he was surviving uh, from the faith of his friends, but now he had a choice to activate his own faith. I know, I did. I survived so many years. Uh, with other people's faith, like, to be honest, I survived years with my mother's faith, I survived years with the people that believed in me when I did not see it, like, I'd spent years, I wasn't praying, like, I was just living life, um, from the outside I was good, but from the inside my spirit was dying, and the Bible says, like, the body is, like, it's dead without the spirit, so my my spirit was dying, and that was affecting the whole of me. And I had to get to a point where I had to realize that I'd been surviving with someone else's faith. So it's time for me to activate mine before yeah things get to the worst point. So the miracle did not determine... Uh, was not dependent on his friends. The miracle that was supposed to happen to him depended on him, on him activating his faith. So most of us think that maybe the miracle depends on the surroundings around us, depends on the people around us, our families, our friends. We have put the dependency on other people, but or we put the dependency on God. Like God is the one who is in charge of the miracle. But from this context, we see like the miracle had to depend on him. And also, in the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 people, the loaves and fish did not multiply on the hands of Jesus Christ. Jesus only blessed the food. But when he gave it to the disciples, the disciples had a choice to start giving it out, even though it seemed little. But the more they gave, the more it multiplied. So the miracle happens on our hands. So maybe you put your priorities like it depended on maybe if the conditions were right. It depended when it on maybe if you have money. Maybe you're saying, I won't write the book till I get money. But also, the Bible says, like, a farmer who waits, who waits for weather to be right will can never plant. As in, if you wait for the right conditions, you'll never get something done. It's supposed to be faith 
that leads your path if it's not faith you won't be able to get the miracle because most of us try to like figure everything out but god cannot help you figure everything out he only gives you one step and he shows you one step and lets you go or shows you the last result which may be yeah your future or something and lets you trust him on your way there but most of us want to see it before we believe it and that's not how faith works faith is believing till you see it you see the the society has made us turn the word like if if you go um towards culture pop culture it says seeing is believing but that's not what my bible says so that's why i told you like i'm not saying everything in the culture is bad i'm saying ask yourself what does your bible say if if you're told seeing is believing that means you are you're never going to do something out of faith because you have to see it to do it you have to get the conditions right to do it so you you won't have the opportunity to activate your faith all your all of your life um anyway that was just a by the way so jesus um told him fast that his sins were forgiven and that's what um salvation does um through salvation we are forgiven our sins but then he says get up and pick up your mat so if if it were me maybe maybe the man was like ah, my sins are forgiven that's okay for some of us we are just okay with our sins of our sins being forgiven but this shows that Jesus does not stop there god does not stop at salvation like you receiving um christ in your life is not the end point of the christianity life because we are told like he came so that we may have an abundant life and abundant life does not mean you stay on the starting line of your of your life with Christ which is salvation here he says that he should pick up his mat and most of us get stuck um in the place of salvation or we are stuck in our comfortable zone because we are not ready to pick up our mat we're not ready to wrap up the mess that we are in we're not ready to let go of whatever was holding us back like yourself yes like you saved your seat in heaven yes but have you picked up your mat because you may be saved but you're living a very bad life like it's like you are it's supposed to be a representation of heaven and earth but yours is the opposite you get what i mean like being saved it's you're supposed to live a good life i'm not saying trials won't be there trials are there we we expect them to be there but you're not supposed to be living life uh lower from god standards for you and some of us are i know i did so um until you realize that you don't have to stay on the starting line like you have things happening in your life that you have the authority over to cha- to change them <laughs> sorry to change them uh, around like maybe maybe you've been depressed i don't know what your mat is 
um maybe you've been depressed maybe your mat is you have an attitude problem you know it doesn't have to be something deep people think like testimonies are something deep it doesn't have to be deep for you maybe you have your your mat represents immaturity maybe your mat represents being a control freak maybe your mat represents people pleasing person fear comparison lack of good stewardship over your money or your gifts maybe your mat represents insanity like you're doing the same thing but um expecting different results maybe your mat represents inconsistency every time you're saying i'm going to go to the gym every time you say i'm going to write this every time you say i'm going to do this but the end of the year comes and you get you've done nothing so maybe that could be your mat maybe your mat is victimhood and that's one of the um tools of the devil like a situation will come you know we are promised to be tested right so yeah your test will come uh, and then instead of taking your test you will get stuck on this spirit of victimhood i know other people are victims yes but uh in other cases it's just the spirit of victimhood like you are so self um you find yourself <laughs> i don't know how to put it but you find yourself in self importance like you keep blaming everyone else but you know that spirit does not help you get over anything like you get stuck in one test and the bad thing about life is life doesn't stop from happening so if you get hold of one test imagine other tests being thrown at you so you'll get stuck in your life just because you keep victimizing yourself victimizing yourself oh i didn't deserve it oh my the people around me are bad you see that kind of spirit is sometimes not good because it will get you stuck somewhere and it will paralyze your life and maybe your mat is excuses maybe your mat is depression maybe your mat is anxiety whatever your mat is god says pick up your mat today and i was asking myself why 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 was he told to pick up his mat because most of us um we get saved god performs the miracle and then we leave behind the mat like the mat represents your testimony so most of us like live behind our mats we say the past is the past again what pop culture says the past is the past okay the past is the past if it was hurtful but if god turned your heart into praise it doesn't i don't see why you should not use your your testimony to help somebody else so i'm encouraging someone who left behind their mats maybe it was years ago i don't know maybe it was yesterday something happened and you left your mat go back and get your mat start sharing your mat because this man was told to pick up his mat and not only pick it up but go home and i don't know like he has been paralyzed for the whole of his life and why didn't jesus say mm, go outside go party go to your friends but he told the man to go home that means like 
when you pick up your mat when you pick up your testimony and go home um your family or the people who are close to you will get to see your transformation will get to feel your miracle will get to say like any has changed something might have happened and you'll get to motivate somebody else you'll your your faith will be contagious and will get to affect or transform somebody else's life so if you somewhere in your life let go of your mat because you say the past is the past but you keep the miracle to yourself i'm here to challenge you to before the week ends to share your testimony with someone and that's today's word so i hope you have a blessed week everyone Toodles, till next time